My time is exact. There oh, you go. There That's you go. what we like to see. Steve's point zero one three seconds. He has that Owen Sound curse. Two minutes. Wow. How does that even happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was wild. Steve, how do you, how do you the let past, your house get into such disarray? I don't know. Something, <laughs> something, uh, black, uh, black hole, something. Uh, oh, right. I, let's get the show on the road, Steve. You got to go soon. Yeah, that's true. Is that okay if we just it, roll into it? Here? I was going to make a cocaine yeah. joke, so. About my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, let's save that. That's a good one. Bienvenidos y bienvenue everyone to the CanadianNubs.com podcast, episode number 228, going out to our gorgeous patrons, March 27th, 2023, happy 50th birthday, dad, uh, and everyone else, March 29th, 2023, uh, if you want to join those patrons, that's patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs, Discord perks, studio access to the show, game key giveaways like Floor Kids, as well as discounts for Canadian gaming events like EGLX. Uh, we have a new patron this week. Shout out to my good buddy Jake for supporting us and uh, for asking me to be his groomsman this year. Very stoked um, and excited to have him receive this audio in his ear holes two days earlier than everyone else. Uh, up front, I want to welcome our special guest, fellow Haligonian Haley at HaleyFax on Twitter. Uh, Haley, why don't you introduce yourselves to the audience and uh, tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, thanks for having me. So fun that you're also a Haligonian. I feel like there's not a lot of us doing like spunky things online that ever, anyone mm-hmm. in the world could hear. So that's really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, my name's Haley. I uh, live in Halifax, Nova Scotia. And um, I guess I'm what you call a video game lawyer. Sometimes other lawyers roll their eyes when I call myself that. But like, that's what I am. <laughs> so I don't mind it. But I'm a tech lawyer who specializes in games, I guess is kind of a more general way to think about it. Because mm. game devs have a lot of the same legal problems as other tech kind of things like uh, app developers or SaaS product makers and that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. sometimes game devs have really specific problems that I try to learn about and help them with, uh, whether it's like starting up their companies a specific way or bringing on employees or when the publishing agreement finally comes and they're like, should I sign this or not? <laughs> What's a good deal? Like to advising them on that. So uh, that's what I do. And then uh, before I did that, I worked in the games journalism space for about five years. So just writing about games. So oh, I tried to yeah. know about, I try to play games. So I, it's not just all boring. So I can, when I'm talking to my clients, I can also like talk about new indies and stuff like that you're you're the third guest hooked up with the canadiandos.com podcast through our mutual friend fling flynn Ringrose. oh nice first time saying his last name out loud but uh <laughs> you recently helped him make his yes. studio official right yeah yeah super fun yeah so uh and we realized we live like two blocks from each other as well he like, lives around the corner from me which means you live two blocks from which me which means Whoa. you probably live very close yeah so <laughs> I, I can't remember how he found us, maybe just Google, um, mm. but there's not many people or not many lawyers on the East Coast where I'm from, like kind of specializing in games. So mm-hmm. it kind of helps our SEO. We get bumped up a lot. If someone just Googles a video game lawyer like Nova Scotia, we're like the first to pop up. So I think he found us that way. But uh, yeah, we were having like our initial calls. I'm like, oh, like, where about to you? And he explained. And I was like, I I could like see your house from my window, I think. <laughs> like I live around the corner. And that's no, kind of... The- you could probably see me from wherever. Oh my you are. gosh! Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm yeah. literally two blocks from you. That's crazy. Now everyone can dox us. No, perfect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Flynn, for hooking us up. Thank you, Haley, for coming on this yeah. week. I want to tease some topics. We'll be discussing a couple big physical editions of Canadian indies. Uh, Steve and I are, are hashtag physical forever fans. I don't know about you, Haley, but I, I love got a stack getting of physical games. copies. Yeah. Yes. 
Uh, we also want to shine the spotlight on Lunark from a Montreal developer who's been getting a lot of buzz this week and is in the weird position. I've seen a couple indie games in lately where there's physical editions of their game for pre-order before the game's even out, which is exciting. Uh, and then since we have you on, Haley, we have to talk about two recently released Halifax-developed mobile games, one of which I helped co-design. Oh, amazing. Uh, I love it. But before that, at the top of the show, we have to do the veggies ahead of the meat. So I want to plug an event in Vancouver, BC. Town One, an incubator game jam. It's happening Friday, June 9th to Sunday, June 11th. Uh, this was plugged in our Discord by one of the game's co-organizers. Uh, quote, this event will help you form cohesive, multidisciplinary teams. That's hard to do. I don't know if I've ever worked on a truly cohesive, <laughs> multidisciplinary <laughs> teams. I feel like they're all trying to achieve that. Uh, keep on your toes with daily milestones. Pair you with local industry mentors from the city's <laughs> biggest studios. And there are some big studios in Vancouver. And connect you with the city's leading employers during the lunch and learn sessions. So it's a very exciting game jam opportunity for developers and listeners of this program. Check that out. Top of the show notes. And then after, uh, I don't know if you've ever listened before, Haley, but I have a lot of sound effects we sprinkle through. So after I do an event, I like shuffle the paperwork, like on the news decks. Oh, that's awesome. Like, like, you know, late night show hosts used to do when they were good. Uh, and then we, (laughs) and then we roll into a song. We'll probably play the Lunark song and then talk about some news. Awesome. Love it. go east to west coast with the news this week so two halifax mobile games first and i believe this is correct i did a little bit of checking and as much as we can trust wikipedia uh the first game from alpha dogs after they were acquired by bethesda and then acquired again by microsoft via acquiring bethesda have released <laughs> mighty doom on the google and apple devices uh it has a a, a fun pitch here let me Make sure I'm reading it accurately. An adorably violent, top-down, single-touch, action mobile shooter. Starring yeah. the, it says, in this, I'm looking at here, all-new Mini Slayer. So, as far as I can tell, it's just the Slayer from Doom, but he's Funko Pop size, but not a Funko Pop. Uh, and a new character that is distinct from the Slayer, the Mini Slayer, which I oh, assume okay. is like a Pickle Rick situation. I'm just remembering like in the... I didn't play Eternal, but in Doom 2016, I think you find, I think one of the collectibles is like a bobblehead Doom. It is. Thing. You find a bunch. Yeah. And every time he finds it, he, he like, like, in his macho arms, picks it up, puts the arm out and fist bumps yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I remember seeing that animation like on Twitter or something. It's very good. Uh, the interesting thing for me about this is a single touch action mobile shooter because it looks like a twin stick shooter, but you are, as with Mario Run and all good mobile games, playing it with one finger, your thumb or your index, depending on how you want to hold your phone. Which oh, that's nice. It's hard to do. It's hard to have one input and make an interesting uh, game you'd play over long periods of time. I don't know. What do we think of Mighty Doom? I like uh, the art style. It looks really cute. The yeah. little ch- chibi robot kind of vibe. It reminds me of, of Archeo, which is a game on, 
on mobile and whatever. And it's the same thing where you um, you just move or whatever, and you're dodging and automatically shooting. And then you kind of get like power ups as the level continues. Mm. And it's like rogue light, where it's like after you kind of get so far, you get to level up like your character and get new gear and stuff like that. And that's kind of it looks exactly like that, but with uh, Doom stuff, like even the screen with the weapons and stuff like that. So I am going to download this as soon as I get Ooh. back to my phone. Actually, I'm going to get my phone right now because I want I want to make sure Heather's not texting me about. So all right, so that's good. I like the name too. Like Mighty Doom is like I, I bet it's hard to come up with a name where you're including the original IP's name and also like a, a little twist on it. But the word Mighty yes. is a good. It's just like because he's smaller, so it's like funny. <laughs> no, I agree. Yo, you know what? <laughs> Mighty yes, Doom do. has a 4.8 on Apple. That's with high. Wow. Tw- with 2,800 reviews. That's a lot of reviews. Considering That's legit. It very recently. And considering how saturated the mobile game license space is. Uh, huh. Yo, yeah. Devs must hate Apple sometimes. So there's, there's yeah, 2,790 ratings. Yes. I don't know if this is a setting I have. So like most of them are five-star and the little mm-hmm. like graphic it shows for a one star is like tiny, but you know how on on iPhone it'll show you some reviews like beneath it. Yeah, previews. I'm swiping one, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> six reviews. Things. They're all one star. They're only <laughs> showing the one star reviews, despite the oh, fact that it only lame. makes up like point two percent of the reviews. The what? only thing I could consider, um, if we like, never assume malice. What's more easily explained by ignorance is maybe it's by <clears> most recent. <laughs> Maybe oh. no February eighteenth. It's, oh, it's never mind then. It's all within <laughs> February. I don't know. Maybe it's this, a setting this. I have. Wait, oh, follow, sort sort by most helpful. I don't find these Steve, helpful at all. Follow me to my red yarn board here. So we have. <laughs> let's go to bird's eye view. We have Apple down here trying to monopolize the game space in a similar way to Microsoft, who's over here just released Mighty Doom through their sub sub subsidiary. Mm. Uh, we, we have actually identified part of the information war between Apple and Microsoft hashed out via the Mighty Doom iOS review previews. Okay, hold up. So Mighty Doom on... Oh, wait, that's the App Store. Mighty Doom on... We're spending the, far too much time on Mighty Doom, Steve, where's for how the much Google time you Play have Store? to record today. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Google's... I don't think Google's doing a lot in games. They have they tried to do a little yeah. Apple Arcade thing and, and kind of just left it. So Google shows a two-star, a five-star, and a four-star review. So definitely more variety of <laughs> reviews. So Steve, Steve me, Jobs me talk about. Got, is, is against my doom. Anyway, sorry. I downloaded it. I'm going to play it. Okay. Uh, next game from Halifax comes from my former employer, Redmi Games. It's out now on iOS and Android. It's called Project Dark. It's coming to Steam and Switch soon. It is a play-with-your-eyes-closed sort of Telltale-esque adventure. I helped do some of the design on uh, where the game's story is told you through binaural audio, which we had like, you know, the cool microphones that have the ears. So it like captures audio like your ears do. So if you yeah, yes, there's a big like a big AAA that did it and did a bunch of videos was Hellblade, Senua Sacrifice. They did binaural audio. OK, so we did that to record the dialogue, a lot of the sound effects. Uh, and then you play through the story kind of like Reigns where it's like simple swipe left and right or like a couple like drag or find a spot on the screen based on vibrations getting bigger, smaller. Um, so, yeah, it's it's cool. I was there for like prototype very early slash getting the first couple levels done and laid out. I was using like AI voices in like 2021 where oh, I was wow. like, before we could get writer or before we could get um like voice actors because we had to go we wanted to go through the union or me and reed shout out to reed wanted to uh i was just downloading ai voices and like c- cutting the audio and dragging it in to like have something to play 
from start to finish. So it was very cool, and I'm excited to. I haven't actually played it yet. I should. It came out a couple of weeks ago. I, I downloaded I it. Yeah, I downloaded the it. The look of it. it. What, what really do you cool. think of the pitch at all? I like the ASMR kind of aspect to it. Like that's cool. Is, does it really lean into the the horror kind of like? Is it horror based that so they introduced that or? It's episodic. There's like six. Uh, well, like a tutorial plus five like different. And it's an anthology, I should say. Like each story is different; they're not connected. Okay. Um. So one of them's more horror-y. It's kind of like kind of like a saw game situation type. Another yeah. one's more like fantasy. Another one's more like Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Uh, cool. One of them's like uh, I don't want to give them all away, but they're all teased in the d- description. One of them's like uh, the Purge Home Invasion style situation. Oh where You play gosh. as a couple of kids who are home alone. Uh, yeah. So there's a bunch of episodes. I'm I'm excited to check them out. I think that the first really one's cool. free, and then the rest are paid, kind of like yeah. the old Telltale season model. And then it's coming to Switch and stuff, too, isn't it? Switch and Steam, TBD. So I'm guessing, like, need headphones. Got to wear headphones. I would highly I recommend it. headphones, yeah. yeah. This this would be a lot. You'd lose so much of this game played over speakers. Yeah. Um, yeah, get a nice pair of headphones. Even, like, I've, I played a lot of it with AirPods in and still got the effect, but AirPods are pretty good as far as ear, earbuds go. Cheap mm-hmm. earbuds probably would... Uh, results may vary um but yeah congrats awesome. to my, my former colleagues and and reed's our big audio director on this he's super cool and he was doing all the recording and editing for a lot of this audio nice job reed nice i like job, that reed. audio is such a it's like the for the front runner of the project a little bit right like even like mm. all the all the description art and stuff is showing like audio spikes in the for the art and stuff like that like that's cool it was a, a CMF pitch that I got to help co-write as well, which was fun. Oh, I'm nice. For, no, I'm two for two so far. Stay tuned for further Red Meat Projects. But uh, <laughs> let's move further inland for our next news story, Montreal, Quebec. Uh, Lunark, which yeah. Steve and I first wish-listed on this program uh, March 21st, 2020. Wow. The wow. day after it all ended, Steve. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, but since the beginning, we've been following Canary Games' uh, upcoming 2D cinematic platformer. It's just gorgeous. I love the side-by-side. He's his own reference for a lot of the pixel animation cutscenes. Where like, you've seen a lot of these videos, I'm sure, on TikTok and Reddit and Twitter, where like they'll do the thing and then show that them animating the exact same thing that they just videoed themselves doing. Uh, and that was getting shared on PlayStation blog. That was getting tweeted and a lot of coverage. So I wanted to highlight them again this week because they've also announced physical copies of the game for ps4 ps5 and uh which is those switch switch Switch. um but it's also coming to xbox pc and mac later but yeah they seem to be gearing up for a very strong launch with physical pre-orders for an indie game before it's even out via limited run games uh pre-orders are live till april 23rd what do you guys think of Lunark? Had you seen it before, Haley? No, I've never seen it. I love the color palette, like mm. the like the neon greens with the purples and stuff. Like it makes it stand out really, like a lot right away for me, at least with pixel games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it looks cool. I love that. Yeah, a physical edition right off the bat is always such a green flag, isn't it? So, I mean, like I don't know it's something about that. You're like, oh, it's got to be good if they're making it a real tangible thing I can hold in my hands. So that's mm-hmm. exciting. I like mm-hmm. the art for the front of the game too, like that yellow. I feel like I haven't seen a Switch game have like a bright neon yellow be the cover for it so that kind of makes it stand out too 
I was just saying to Steve before we started recording, I'm so sick of the guy with the gun cover, but yeah. here it works because it's like a style. It's like an art. It's not just literally hyper realistic buzz cut white guy with a gun. Well, it's he's like, aiming at something I can't see yeah. too. So that's kind of mysterious instead of just like holding the gun and looking sad about it. Like he's actually doing something. <laughs> as far as you mentioned it being a green flag, the last game I remember doing a pre-order beforehand, Steve, do you remember um, the husband and wife team from Alberta and their twin stick shooter? Oh, um, curved space. Curved space. Curved yes. Space. Oh, okay. They had physical copies available for pre-order ahead of the game's launch, which and I think did quite well. So, yeah, hopefully a green flag for Lunark as well. I'm def- I'm gonna get a PS5 copy. Anyone else? Uh, yeah, I want a copy PS5 for sure. Oh hell yeah! PS5 is kind of what I've been getting physical mostly these days too. Same. <laughs> How does it work with like? Is this just like? I know. Okay, so the name is limited run, so I get that. But is it actually limited? Like if yeah, I don't pre-order it, am I screwed? Yeah. Okay. And a bunch uh, of those. I've just been given, spending a lot of money. It's true. <laughs> hey, it's tax return season. Uh, I know, but it's all but, gone now. Like it's pretty. Like, <laughs> you, they, they returned your taxes to you, and you returned it to the economy. It's, yeah, it's good for the economy. It grows the economy. Yeah, it grows the economy. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> uh, yeah. So big ups to Lunark. Excited to check it out, um, and happy f- to see them have success. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really, another- it's really cool. So I played a demo. I thought that the demo was publicly available, but I guess it was just through that video Indie game spot, award. Like Canada Cup 22. Yeah, so I played through that. So it's like a Prince of Persia, but uh, like a classic Prince of Persia, but you know, like sci- uh, more science fiction or whatever. And it's, mm-hmm. like it was awesome. It was so good. Um, so I'm excited for, for this one for sure. It's so funny because Prince of Persia, he was his own animation reference for that. He was videoing himself on VHS, his front lawn, doing flips, taking it inside, and then doing it in pixel art. So 20. 30 years later, we Still have new developers thing. doing the same thing. Much easier oh, that's amazing. with a phone. <laughs> I can't really think of many like Prince of Persia clones either. So it's just kind of cool when mm. like when they when like a game comes out and it just like harkens back to a different you know. It's a very specific type of 2D platforming, right? Like it's a lot slipperier, there's a lot more ledge climbing. Like it's Yeah, like you can't like um a lot of it's timing like it's it's more timing base and you can't a lot of, you can't really make mistakes like make one mm. mistake and you're kind of done and it's very like stiff like you like when you try to stop you kind of like don't stop Slow right down. away like you have to sort of yeah. like you take maybe a few steps like forward and before you kind of jump off so like yeah it, it's very it's very very cool and climbing it's, it's like, animation specific to, like, yeah climbing you actually have to like kind of climb start to climb and then go over it's not just like you pull just, yourself like, over yeah so it's, I don't know if like realistic is like the right term, but it's just like hmm. a stick. It's a lot of polish. Yeah. It's how people Every- describe to me that <laughs> a lot of people I know who don't like the Red Dead and GTA don't like just the Rockstar feel of characters because they're very heavy animation based. They slow down and speed up. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah, the yeah. way you just moved. Like, yeah, that's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. like you have heavy shoulders. And that's how people so easily replicate it in like memes and stuff is because we all recognize guy walking up to the door, dramatically grabbing it and opening it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right, staying in Montreal, I want to highlight Lucid Dreams' upcoming Kickstarter for what they describe as a dark Metroidvania called Biomorph. They've put out a pretty cool little 20-second teaser trailer with some animation. Like, this is, like, not gameplay. This is, like, uh, giving you a vibe, a vibe check for Biomorph. Mm. Um, But Lucid Dreams, uh, we highlighted previously because of their work on a game I liked called Legends of Eternal. Uh, which is out now on everything, but I think I first played on iOS. Uh, and this is their next project since then. And 
I'm interested. Steve and I, you know, we're not, we're, we're pretty open about what games we don't like and like, and we're not huge rogue heads. We are very get to the credits in a one shot mindset these days, but it's an exploding genre. Of course, how do you feel about the rogue genre, Haley? I haven't played too many rogue. I'm kind of the same vibe. Like I like mm. streamlining and getting to the end and feeling good. My partner loves roguelites though. So I'll, at least I get to see them in my home <laughs> if mm, I'm not yes. playing them. Um, there's like a couple, like I play, like I've played a few of the Metroids and stuff, but I kind of just skim the top. Like I'll, the, the most AAA ones I end up playing, but mm. I still appreciate the genre. And I, I like the name Biomorph too. I can't believe that's not been a game name before. That seems like it would have been a game name. We but are that, running out of words. <laughs> yeah. And combos of words. <laughs> yes. It's a good name though. I like the art trailer. It's fun mm. when they do that. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Steve? Um, yeah, I like the style and all that. And like we've said, not huge roguelikes fans. Um, but the vibe check, I, I'm, you know, the vibe check passes with me. I think it's pretty cool. Look forward to that Kickstarter. I know I did the notify me on launch. I don't know if we have Yahoo! a sign for that. I guess, I, I guess I'll throw something in. I, I did it as well. <laughs> my Twitter, my Twitter, what's happening is very strange, by the way. It's Jonah Why? Hill, Tornado, and guess that Warframe. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Like like for the Warframe game, <laughs> like let me click it. Up, and just see it's an upcoming uh, Warframe. Yeah, everything's like oh, I, I think it's uh, it's all the, the same screenshot. Yeah, I think it's like some contest or something where you have to guess. This is like Warframe number fifty five or something. They're on. That's crazy. It is. Um, oh, you yeah. know what? It, you know what it is? It's everyone. It must be a Wordle type of thing where it shows a, a silhouette of a Warframe and you have to guess uh, the name of it. Oh. Yo, all these Warf-dle. dorks, all Warf- these nerds have tw- Warf- like Framedol. perfect scores. Like I'm seeing perfect scores all over the place. These Warframe. That means the games. That means the game's badly designed. If everyone's nailing it in one. These no, it means that these nerds play this game for fucking twenty hours a day every day of their life. Is what that means. Steve, speaking of nerds, um, <laughs> that was a bad segue. I'm talking about pulp. Sorry, paper cults. Uh, ridiculous action game, Blood Roots. It's oh, yeah. Physical editions for PS4 and 5. Big yeah. fan of this game. Dad deck approved via Steve. Oh, we call the Steam deck the dad deck uh, on this show. Uh, Love it. Yeah, because Steve plays it and he's a dad. Uh, I really want one. I, I know if I got one, on, I would leave my bed. They're are 10% they on, off. They're, they're, are they still on sale? Yeah, they're on sale for a while. Right? Oh, they were, they were 10% that. off, which is like $100. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I just spent so much money in San Francisco on shit I don't need, but I oh, really want to see. You just spend so much money going to San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is uh, uh, came out a couple of years ago, a ultra-violent combo action game. Uh, did Game Pass for a bit, but I think has since left. Pre-orders are live till April 2nd. Do you know anything about Blood Roots, Haley? It's, it's no, pretty... I've never heard of it. It's nice that Limited Run is doing all these physical editions, because this one's not even... Or has been out for a year, you just said? I think it's been out for a while. I remember playing when when I first moved to On Sound, which was like two years ago, I think. Blood Roots launched on (coughs) February 28th, 2020. Wow. That's Mm. that's nice that they do both like pre-game hype and also like people, like the community that really loves it a couple Mm. years after launch can get a physical copy too. Mm-hmm. I like the art. I like the art. Style. I know I just keep saying that, but I'm a sucker for art style. Like art direction is one of my favorite things in games. And hey, half a video game's video. Yeah, that's what I would say. <laughs> there you go. True. It is. Uh, it is cool. Like the art is like pretty cool because it's also very like bloody and gory. So like when you and like everything's one hit. 
So you're running through it and you just have to kind of hit X and then it's like some animation where he just like pulls apart a dude or something like oh, that. Oh, that's satisfying. Um, it's kind of like Hotline Miami. I was just like, going to say. Is yeah, it like it's like, yeah, it's like Hotline Miami, but with like melee. Does Hotline Miami? It was guns, right? I didn't play two. Yeah, you can and there use was knives. A lot, of, a lot of melee things, but it's like it's like uh, isometric Viking <laughs> Hotline Miami. Yeah, that's like an amazing description. It makes me want to play it immediately. <laughs> it's it's pretty were, it's pretty solid. I had to get back there. Play it. They're they're very funny on Twitter because they were one of the first ones to like take their Steam Deck outside with Bloodroots running in Montreal, like minus thirty degrees Celsius, and they were like, "Can confirm you can play thirty minutes of Bloodroots in minus thirty <laughs> Celsius <laughs> on a Steam Deck," which is probably very few people have tested that so far. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! Yeah, I like I love that description. That makes me really want to go try it out now. Yeah, yeah, it was on Game Pass review. I don't know where it's at now, but uh, okay. All right, last. News story this week coming at us from Vancouver, BC. Steve, we just talked about Hinterland. They're wildin' over there. The developers of Long Dark are working on another unannounced project after the one we just talked about last week, Project Hummingbird. Uh, this one, Project Bat Falcon, I have also equally um, discovered by just following them on LinkedIn. So via their post we are looking for an environment artist to join our diverse team of game devs and help us create a brand new world for our original ip codenamed bat falcon and the picture is like a silhouette of a bat falcon uh hinterland is working on two games uh so i guess they're big enough and long dark has sustained them and, and propped them up well enough to now have two irons three irons in the fire with long dark development ongoing uh what do you think one sci-fi one's just unannounced so not even giving you a genre for project bat uh falcon <laughs> i forgot it in between is is, <laughs> is this a new is this just the thing because if i'm on their website it shows mm. what we're working on the lawn dark and then also just to be announced on exciting new project oh it says projects plural so yeah maybe they haven't updated that website in a while and i'm gonna if you're like yeah no these are these are hinterlands linkedin like this is happening yeah true yeah no um yeah, we've talked about it a lot where it's just like eventually you run out of like people who can spend money on on lawn dark right so you gotta <laughs> like expand to something else um and so i'm a fan of the studio and i'm a fan of see what they they work on lawn dark is pretty unique and pretty cool i had a lot of fun with it um so. steve there's a possibility we get two new hinterland games before a ps5 version of long dark Oh, I I assume they're not doing it. Like I'm assuming that there's no. It's I assume now that one. if if we're not getting a PS5 version of a game, if it's not out now, it's not like it's not going to happen. I think Fallout Four is like the last one, but I think they're like studios. Witcher right. Three earlier this year. Yeah, like what do you I think, I, Haley. If it's not oh, announced, like I think it's done. So I'm sorry. Have you played Long Dark? Have any Hinterland? Uh, if, no, no. No, I don't. But uh, this this seems cool. I like. I always like when they do a code name. For a thing like I, I was at a talk at GDC. It was Mike uh, Laidlaw like, of uh, Bioware fame, and he was talking mm. about uh, when they use code names. They were going to, they they use like really stupid ones, so they will never stick to it. Because apparently, if you have a code name for long enough, you're like, that's the name. Let's just keep it. So they named like one of the Dragon's Age like Nugget game or something <laughs> like Chicken Nugget game, yeah. and, and the publishers were getting mad. Like, stop calling it that. We can't have that getting <laughs> like. So I wonder if. Bat Falcon is like a vi- like kind of hints at the vibe of the game, or yeah. if it's just two random words. Like they're like Bat Falcon, and it, like they yeah. don't really care. That's just what they're calling it. They're just but like looking around the office, and they just saw a bat. A like, bat. A that does seem then... like a made up on the spot name. Yeah, yeah. but it says like, here intercept two D concept art into three D assets. Is that is that like a hint that maybe they're taking two D 
art from an original IP and turning it into 3D? Or is that just a normal technical Probably just a normal thing? description. And like okay. the Long Dark is a very 2D to 3D pro- project, just I think based on how it looks. Like a gotcha. lot of that starts flat before it gets because it's like the same thing telltale does where it's just like blackout like you are looking at kind of like a flat picture but it is animated in a scene with a stationary camera almost gotcha for a couple of the cutscenes anyway oh well this is the first time i've seen this although grant i don't look at a lot of resume uh job posting so very bottom no ai generated assets please is that like a yo i just like- i've i've heard firsthand studios like in the past month from people i know who work at those studios uh people are using ai chat gp in their applications like for programming and stuff wow yeah that's crazy so how do you like that, vet like how can you how do you vet against it do you just like get them to draw you something like on the interview or something i assume or? there's programs that check or you just literally take the same question and ask a bunch of the apps and it will presumably result like it land on the same thing i don't know honestly I know in agreements when people are bringing on new workers that there's like representations and warranties you add and a representation normally for new employees, everything you make is yours. So Mm. you're saying that up front and if they ever catch you doing the opposite, you have that at least to point against them like, hey, you told us you were going to do this at least. I have a I have a friend. We should have like, a lawyer on more often, Steve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a friend who is a like a high up in a school board, like a private school in Toronto, and he was just telling me about the challenges they've had with like students just like going on getting chat to write essays and shit for them, and like how they're trying to like work around that because mm-hmm. yeah, like when I was fifteen writing essays, like I would have. Of I course, would've, you would've, would've, use it. Yeah, of course, Honestly. you would use it. Oh so, my goodness. Um, and that do you was think like. When the, do you that think was when, when, the, Oh, sorry, sorry, go. I was gonna say like the calculator comes around and and everyone's like, oh, I'm I'm gonna stick with the abacus, thanks. No, yeah. no, I'm <laughs> well, getting home. So that was I'm asking ChatGPT and I'm hitting print and then I'm spending the rest of the night playing <laughs> video games. So that's his thing where he's like, this is like the f- like we're pre- we're supposed to prep them for the future, right? So this is like they're going to be using this, so we have to like adapt our like learning to adapt it to use it because like. Mm-hmm. We can't just like ignore this piece of like society that like is being used. It's kind of like I'm I'm in the generation where like you couldn't reference things online if if you're mm-hmm. like writing an essay or something like that. And I feel like that quickly got like was quickly like uh, put aside because eventually, dude, it's just, like, I was no, I was citing Wikipedia. podcasts in university, and there's yeah. actual Chicago citation for podcasts <sighs> now, and you include the second timestamps and stuff. I would have been kicked out of school if I had done that. <laughs> so like, I think like, it's just like, he's just, cause he's my age. So he, I think he's just butting heads with like some of the older people where they're mm. just like, no chat GPG. I and mean, he's like, no, we should be adapting this anyways. Uh, oh, that's interesting. That is interesting. All that to say, Hinterland's got irons in the I'm fire excited. and, and hopefully they pan out and hopefully Steve gets a PS5 version of the long dark. Ooh, someday. That'd be pretty <laughs> sweet. Are they done? I forget now. Are they done all the episodes? No, I think there's two left, and they're doing that annual pass thing that was received yeah, poorly, but they've pivoted on aggressively. I will say, no, like two days after, and it got like a shit ton of bad reviews. Like they put out a giant, like this is the feedback we're taking. These are the steps we're gonna do, and expect this in a couple of months. So I'll check in in a couple of months, see if what they did what they said. But yeah, that's a it was a good little like, oh yeah, the community didn't like this. We hate yeah, mm-hmm. cool, awesome. Well, that's it for the news. I'll play a moody little long dark song, and then we'll. Uh, Roll into a little talk about what we've been playing. Wishlisting calls.
That's like two weeks in a row of Vondar. It's true. Yeah, no, I so I saw that on LinkedIn this week, and I was like, "What's Bat Falcon? Did they change the name?" And it was like posted three days ago, and I was like, "Since last week, have they started hiring for another unannounced game?" And they have. Wow. I guess so. Yeah, they're taking off, I guess. Maybe they got some government money or something, or just. Uh, they might have got some some VC because I usually find the uh, aggressive hiring happens after a big check clears. <clears throat> Haley, if you're unfamiliar, we have a segment on this show we like to call Wish List This, where, inspired by former host, co-host, Brett, frequent wish listing of games while we were talking about them, uh, I decided to just make it a segment. So every week I pick three upcoming Canadian-made games. And we all add them to our wish list. Uh, it started as like Steam wish list, but I've you know grown to platforms that don't have wish lists. And I will say this is a very uh, uh, alternative wish list. This segment because I want to start with, and he might not consider himself uh, working on an upcoming game, but patron of the site Aaron McLeod, AGM McLeod on Twitter is working on the depths, a two D dungeon crawler for Playdate. What are you familiar with Playdate, Haley? Look at this. I, got I didn't know here. this. Look at this. Huh? Yeah, wait. There Amazing. Yeah. You have one. That's so cool. Oh, I like yeah, the yeah. case for it too. Thank you. It was like $10 extra. But uh, <laughs> Playdate <laughs> is the uh, little not backlit uh, Game Boy thing with a crank made by the studio that made a shit ton of money publishing the Untitled Goose game. Uh, it has a browser-based software development kit. Like you can, in a different tab with your spreadsheets at work, uh, just be developing a game for Playdate, which I assume is what Aaron's been doing. Not on the job, of course. Uh, but he's working <laughs> Don't on. Don't get yeah, him in this, trouble. <laughs> this two D dungeon crawler. And it looks so good. Like it looks like the kind of game. As I'm not someone who grew up playing these games, it looks like the kind of game you discover as an Easter egg in another game. <laughs> like, oh, oh, that's man. a cool way to describe it. Uh, but yeah, I, if a. Uh, or you Sorry, say, Steve. I was, I'm just blown away. I didn't know he was working on this. I just know I thought like I'm blown away and a little angry. He didn't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> He's just posting in our Discord. You should. I don't. He, he should be a little angry. You aren't following along. <laughs> I don't go. I don't go into the showcase channels. That's fair. So this That's looks fair. awesome. No. This is exactly like the like kind of flash games and stuff that I played back in the day. Like these yes, little kind of Atari throwback like rpg things like adventure and stuff and all those yes. although it has more animations than adventure did but like this was fucking dope so you <laughs> will date? have How to join you will have to join our discord to see this because that's where he's posting updates but i've included his twitter i don't know if he'll ever post on twitter about it but uh no yes that's where i'm looking at it right now oh excellent um, How is yeah. the crank work with it like the crank i like the crank you along the crank uh I like some games have it as like the whole mechanic, like you're using the crank for everything. Like the Katamari Damacy guys game is just crank faster or slower to do the one input. Okay. Some people use it differently. Like I played a bird photo photography game where you that's how you focus the camera's slight oh, movement, nice. so you don't use it all the time. And like it like unclips and then clips into it, so not every game even needs to have it out to use it. Okay. So Steven, it's if I backlit. if I pre-order this play date. Do I pay right now or do I pay later? You pay right now. Yeah. Put, put a pin oh in that one, God. Steve. <laughs> Christmas says, is coming. It says late 2023. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll gladly pay for something stupid. Mine <laughs> took a while. Yeah. Mine took a while. Um, but I have to ask, there's no real way to wish list this. Uh, and I don't, you know, don't feel any obligation to join our discord Haley, if you're not already. Uh, but Steve, are you f at least following now in the showcase section of our discord, the development of the depths? Uh, how do you, f I didn't actually sign into, how do you, f can you follow him? I follow I him on Twitter. Really. Does that count? You can, 
Yeah, we'll count that. I don't know. Haley, are you are you able to follow Aaron and his development in any capacity? No obligation. <laughs> yeah, I can follow on Twitter right now. <laughs> All right, sick. I'll play the sound effect. We'll count that. Oh, follow. Here we go. I can follow on the thing in, in Discord. Excellent. All right, Aaron. We are eagerly awaiting. Now, I don't want to put pressure on him anymore. Maybe I shouldn't have just yet, but yeah, no, it looks good, and I'm excited <laughs> to play more. Uh, well, I haven't played yet, but I'm excited to play it. I didn't even know that feature was available, that you can follow like the the things the in thread? Discord. The threads? I yeah. Didn't know that was then. H- Haley, are you, are you Discord literate? Are you familiar with the new forum channels and everything? Yeah, I, c- I do community management for a podcast right. called MinMax, so I have to... Mm always be knowing what discord's doing follow that showcase uh next game today on wishlist this comes from a trio of devs one of which i've confirmed resides in canada and constantly reposts their show so thank you Azrael. it's called hope it's got an alpha on itch.io where you can follow the team and its development quote and i like to do the you know the movie theater guy voice from the 80s for this <laughs> hope is a sci-fi point-and-click adventure with an emphasis on mini games that takes place in a future where humanity is testing tools for interstellar travel but also destroying earth's ecosystem pushing the human race to the verge of extinction um yeah it's got a team of characters kind of uh stuck on the spaceship well various moral ethical implications are happening uh, your sole purpose as the ship's captain is to guarantee success of the Titan mission at any cost. Do a bunch of the mini games, solve puzzles, uh, overcome adversities, keep the team together. What do you think of this itch.io page? Oh, I like it. I like how there's mm. also a video I can just watch and get the vibe of the game right away down at the bottom mm. here. Oh, yeah. Someone commented one of the puzzles. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Steve? Are you looking at this? What are you doing? No, I'm, I'm being a... a giant baby and i can't log into itch.io so i just can't follow them and <laughs> <laughs> figure it out it's not my the google password isn't like the say the right password the auto filled one yeah yeah I, i've been there um so sorry i didn't yeah i didn't look at this uh that's okay it's coming it out doesn't... june 12th no that's the next one ignore that it's an alpha <laughs> um. <laughs> i was like wow that's soon uh yeah anyway uh, i'm following Haley. are you able to follow Satanus82 on itch.io to keep up with this game's development. Yes, of course. Beautiful. I play the sound effect. So what's the download now? Is that that's like a demo? Sorry, I was just trying. It's an alpha. Trying. Yeah, they have a little alpha for the game. You can play a chunk of it. People are posting uh, clips in the comments on the itch.io page. Okay, cool. All right. Last game to do a wish list this. None of these are on Steam. This might be the first non-Steam wish list this we've ever done. Uh, Broken so. Spectre by Games by Stitch. Formerly just at Stitch Media, but they've done Games by Stitch, which is a little spin-off, Steve. Uh, and full disclosure, Stitch Media has taken out job ads with CanadianGames.com. I like them. They're nice. They're uh, Toronto, Ontario developer. It's coming to Oculus, June 12th, 2023. Quote, a cosmic horror narrative adventure game developed in collaboration with the makers of the Blair Witch Project. A cryptic message left by her father takes Casey back to the abandoned trails of Cold Blood Mountain, a remote wilderness that has haunted her family for generations. A terrifying power stalks the mountain, watching Casey's every move. Can Casey find her father using the clues left behind, or will something else find her first? <laughs> Boom! Shotgun noise. That's the best <laughs> description. Like you just ah, oh, I really like it. What do you think of this uh, store page and pitch for Broken Spectre? Oh, the art looks like like it's giving me flashbacks when I played Slender Man on my friend's computer in his attic like years ago. Like just walking mm. through the forest, kind of vibes, but the whole time 
feeling very nervous about it. I've never yes. seen the Blair Witch Project. I've always wanted to. I actually um, but I'm just either. I'm a chicken. <laughs> like I just I'm honestly really bad with horror. Like there's it's it's certain types of horror I'm okay with. Like I love Until mm. Dawn. Like I yes. I've played Until Dawn like a million times. I love Dead by Daylight. I guess that's horror, but it's kind of more just tag with ghost yeah. face like or whatever. Yes. But things that are good at like tension building, I have really a problem with and it looked like I think I'd be scared of this, but it looks really good. Like I'd like to play it. Especially that it's experience? VR too. Yeah, oh my I was going to ask have you dabbled with VR much? Yeah, I have a PSVR, so I played nice. Resident Evil 7 with VR, and that's Ooh. so scary. Because yep. I liked 8. 8 was really campy. I like 8 and 4 Resident Evil, because they're campy, and they're kind of funny, and it's not so much like pure horror. It's kind of like, whoa, that lady's so tall, and it chases you. It's not as scary. But 7, like, there's the at the very start, you look like you have the headset on, you're looking down, and your girlfriend, I forget her name, it's like Mai or something, it's like trying to climb you, and she's crazy, and she's trying to kill you, and you're just like, she's just there like it's so scary <laughs> and if you're not good at like remembering you're just in your living room and yes. you know a zombie woman isn't actually climbing up your chest it's like genuinely terrifying and your brain goes into panic mode oh so, my favorite vr clips on tiktok are people who like break their tvs punching them because they think there's a person there and they're in yeah, vr <laughs> yeah your, your brain genuinely sometimes can't differentiate like that I've, i saw my sister do that where you walk up on a plank <clears throat> And then you're supposed yes. to like jump, but she just oh, fell yeah. over. I'm like, you know where we are. We're in a room together. Like, she's like, I don't know. Uh, like, it's weird how it can trick your brain. It's true. And the younger you are, I used to demo a lot of VR games when I first started Redmi Games. And when like young kids uh, would try VR, they would like you would put it on, and some of them would just their knees would buckle and they would fall over, and I'd like catch them. And he was like, Oh, I f forgot to stay standing. Like I was in VR now, and I was like, What the heck? This is weird. How this does this to kids uh, i think the only person on this call who could potentially play this game is steve with his quest too <laughs> no i I, I searched on the quest i don't think it's on quest uh i think it's because like i tried searching on the app for quest no it's on it's on quest 2. it's coming to quest quest 2 and metapress quest pro so oh weird okay wish listed. oh it just wasn't on the wish list feature on there is. Yeah, there is. Oh, there is? Okay. Um, yeah, okay. It's not showing up on the app, which is interesting, but I was able to find it on the website and, and wishlist it, so I did do that. Also, I wishlist um, Hope. I was able to get into my video. Okay. Excellent. I'll nice. double up those soon. <laughs> and uh, being the smart person I am, I just use the same password I use for everything else, so I won't have <laughs> so, one of that issue later. Which is? Dear listener, <laughs> figure that out, and you're golden. I had uh, a friend Steve. in high school one time guess my password. <laughs> really? Just, like, got it. Uh, yeah, I don't use it. I don't actually use the password anymore. So it, to be fair, now that I share passwords with Steve, his passwords suck. His <laughs> passwords are really bad. As someone who shares multiple accounts with Stephen Crane, Steve, your password's garbage. Um, so back in the day, my original password was just Resident Evil Four, all <laughs> lowercase. Incredible. <laughs> I don't use I don't use that one anymore, but. <laughs> Uh, Steve, are you any thoughts on Broken Spectre and, and uh, the next big project from Stitch Media? Uh, Stitch Media is a good group of people. I'm going to be honest. I was so busy trying to log in that I didn't actually take a look at it, but I overheard that it's horror. and Blair Witch affiliated. Yeah, so mm. I'm down with that. Um, Blair Witch is popping off. They had that Bloober team. Uh, what was that one from E3 a couple of years ago? It was just the Blair Witch project. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it was just called the Blair Witch, yeah. Yeah. And, now and they're making the one. Silent Hill game now, too, so they're like kind of... Ooh. I think they're doing All the right. Silent Hill 2 remake. But anyways, it looks yeah, dope. Team. I like Blair Witch. Um, I like horror. I like VR horror. Yes. Um, and we like Canadian games. And I like Canadian <laughs> games. Uh, that one's less than everything. 
No. <laughs> All right. That's it for Wishlist This. Uh, I'd like to roll into the end here, talk about kind of what we've been playing, and use that, Haley, if it's okay, to ask you about some of the games you got to try at the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco yeah. this past week, which made you very tired today, but yes. still took time <laughs> to talk to us. I appreciate You got to try Goodbye Volcano High. Is that correct? I, yes, Ooh. I played Goodbye please, Volcano High. Please tell really me good. about Goodbye Volcano High from Montreal-based co-op mode. Yes, I'm really excited for that one. That's probably the indie I'm most excited for. Well, first of all, I'm, I love it when games release at the same time that the plot happens. So I think this comes out June 12th and like the story is June 12th. Like I think it's like incredible. The, what, what, like when at least like the ending of it maybe is. Mm-hmm. And I just like the UI was really cool. The sound design sounded great. Like the voice acting's good. The mm-hmm. art style is so crisp looking. Like maybe they had it on an OLED TV and like I'm not like I don't have an OLED. So but something about it, I was like, oh, like it just looked so crisp and good. And mm-hmm. essentially the demo is just seems like the first part of the game. But you, you immediately get sent into a flashback. And I guess that might be how a lot of the mechanics play out is you're actually like a lot of the plot or like is actually happening in flashbacks and you just keep coming back to the same point, I think in June at the end of the school year. Um, But Mm. I really like the, the kind of thematic thing they're going for, which is like the end of high school is the end of the world. Like, I think that's a really fun thing to play with. Hence why they're dinosaurs because an asteroid's coming or something. Literally goodbye volcano high. It will be a crater. So do they know, are the characters aware of the comet? and stuff like yeah in the trailers it kind of they don't talk about it in the demo at all like the demo starts with deciding whether you want to throw your yearbook into a campfire or not and they're all like (laughs) just throw it out like so it's like literally like throwing away your your high school identity to move forward or whatever but in their case they're really hit by a crater which is the thing teenagers (laughs) think is cool and would listen to cool music while doing yeah the gameplay elements of it like you talk and you choose what you want to say um and then there's like kind of like a rhythm base like you play the guitar and you have to hit certain buttons at certain times but it's kind of chill like it's not like a extraneous like hey hey, xx like stressed out it's kind of just a vibe um and then i liked the ui for the phone like you send texts but then they give you a moment to breathe and like go back over your text that you that were previously sent so you know the main character they send a text to their like someone they're trying to get to play get accepted into battle of the bands and they send the risky text and then they give you a second to scroll up and see how long they've been trying to get accepted <laughs> and it's like this long text oh, chain no. it's like here's a new song and the band person's like not good enough and then like, you scroll down it's like here's our new Aww. one it's like not good and you just keep scrolling so they do a lot of interesting implementation of narrative like in that way which i liked Mm. um the demo was a little buggy but i think that's just gonna happen because it's like there was at one point where there was three things to say and i wanted to say the nice thing but it was bugged out so i couldn't choose it so i had to be mean and i was like no that was like the only thing that actually affected anything um i'm really excited for it that's fine they got Um, time because it's it's still a few months and that might even be a build from like before so yeah 
it looks so say, great. Like it looks so cri- like this, the word crisp. I want to say like the art style is very good. When you said phone UI, you meant like an in-game phone, a la Persona kind of setup. Yeah, but they just yeah. kind of put it on the left side, and it's just the bubbles. So you right. know how if they try to copy an iPhone too much, then in ten years it looks old. Like yes. they avoid that by just showing the the what yeah. you need to see, and it's like kind every of extra. TV show or movie that has to show text messages just puts the bubbles, nothing else, up by the character while they look at their phone. <laughs> yeah, because then you avoid trademark issues and all that kind of stuff where you have to put like a fake Apple or something and like get around it. I got to ask, um, Haley, uh, I, uh, as your credentials list on Twitter is very impressive, I got to say the thing that jumped out at me the most is your Night in the Woods profile banner uh, as yeah. a huge <laughs> Night in the Woods fan. Is this game hitting Night in the Woods in, in yes. the way I think it is? Yes. yes. It's hitting Night in the Woods yes. vibes. I love Night in the Woods is my favorite indie of all time. Yes. I love Night in the Woods. I really got to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> Canadian Steve. I know. I well, know. I know. It's the Partly. theme. It, the themes i think and everyone can relate like i'm like almost out of my 20s so i'm kind of leaving that period of my life but that that Mm -hmm. time when you're in like your early 20s mid 20s where you just are so confused like what you want to do what's happening like how you feel about yourself comparing yourself to other people i love that as like a space to make a game and like that's night in the woods and that's this too so it's very similar vibes Good, good. Yeah, because yeah. I know it's hit my reading week first year. So I just experienced six months of university and was starting to sour on it a bit. And then yeah. I come home and in the span of a week play this game about this angry little 20 year old who just really doesn't want to do anything but smash light bulbs off the back of their house. <laughs> like, same, May, eh? same. And like <laughs> so, sometimes well, what's good for everyone else isn't good for you. And that's fine. Yes, but everyone yes. pressures you into thinking that's what you should do and, and those kind of things. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, right, yeah, goodbye, Volcano uh, High. Yes, Steve. I just wish wish listed Night in the Woods on PlayStation. You're so so late to it, but I'll play the sand. I have the platinum, and it takes like six or seven playthroughs. Yeah, I saw I saw the guide. I saw the guide that's it's a few playthroughs. So I don't know about that, but (laughs) okay, I beat Demon Tower. I will say, in I beat the Demon Tower. That was my. Demon Most Tower is also there. like great. It, that's a, like, yes. such a fun game. It's kind of like what we were talking about, like the, the game within a game. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, any other demos that you saw at GDC? Like, I just really wanted to ask about Goodbye Volcano High because I saw yeah. it on your Twitter. But like, I guess also I'm just curious. I've never been to GDC. I don't think Steve has. Is this your first GDC? Second? Yeah, that was How my was first it? GDC. How uh, did, did you have a good time? Yeah, it was really fun. It's definitely tiring like i kept hearing people who've been to gc a lot be like you don't have to go to every talk like make sure you Mm. go back to your room and sit down like so i definitely overdid it monday tuesday and wednesday i was feeling it like i was sitting on the floor (laughs) like in some random hallway like oh god but the talks are amazing like i went there to network with devs and like meet them and like and help them by just giving them like advice exterior to like a formal setting like an off like having a formal consult meeting um Mm -hmm. so i met with a lot of devs who just wanted to ask basic questions like what's the difference between employee and a contractor should (laughs) i incorporate what state should i incorporate Mm. and like all those kind of ones but outside of all those kind of commitments i just went to talks and then there was like a day of the devs thing set up by i am a bit on one of the floors and they just had a bunch of them lined up so i played as much as i could for those um and then 
there was also like the expo floor on Wednesday moving forward, and there was tons of indies to play there. And they split it up by region. So, but Canada did not have a good enough like area. Quebec had a decent size thing, and they, of course they, they did. <laughs> yeah, but like nothing really. I I mean maybe I missed it, but you know Spain was in one corner like four times the size, mm. and then there was like New York <clears throat> State. Like that one state had like a thing three times the size, and then Man. Canada was just Quebec and. Um, and I like I could I met other Canadian devs like who were mm-hmm. doing things. It it just like didn't have a presence on the floor as much, which was mm. too bad. But you know it's an American show, Trade so show, yeah. yeah. So they yeah. and it's a lot of Europeans come to it too. Mm. Um, there's a lot of people from Europe, like even waiting in line to get in. At like I heard like twelve different languages, which is super cool, right? Like yeah. everyone speaks different languages, still coming to like chat and network and stuff. So that was really cool. But um, so no other Canadian games you got a chance to check out not specifically canadian i don't think because the lines were really long for the expo stuff like uh, besides goodbye volcano high i can't think of a specific one that i knew was canadian going in um did you get to play any others that you really liked knuckle sandwich i'm really excited for okay yeah i'm really excited for that, that one, one. Yeah, I don't know um, it's super flashy like you'll it's undertale vibes but i don't want to say it's that because then it might you might limit it in your head like it's pixel art you know like you do this you're like this little guy running around but you do all these like mini games and you fight things kind of in the same way as undertale where and i don't know it just looks interesting and i think it's going to be good i'm not sure when it comes out but it was they were located right next to goodbye volcano high set up there's a demo (laughs) there's a demo on steam there is a demo it's it's very When you look nope. up knuckle sandwich, it doesn't even come up at all. There it is. <laughs> there's, I, I, looked, I looked it up and then I got like a blog TO and there's some restaurant in Toronto called Knuckle Sandwich. Yeah, That's what happened to me too. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, it, cool. it's like Undertale in a different font, different like different vibes. Nice. Um, that was nice. cool. And then what's the, um, that skateboarding one that, what's that game I used to play so much as a kid? Um, where you, no, you like skateboard and you graffiti. Oh, um, Jet Set Radio? Jet Set Radio. It's like the follow, like the spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio. I played a bit of that, but the demo is pretty... From the same people? I don't know if it is or just like heavily inspired, but it's to me, it's Jet Set Radio. (laughs) What was it called? Uh, Cyber something. Cyber Jet Set Serial Jet Set Radio. Also, it was... was Oh, Bomb Rush Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Bomb Rush Cyberpunk. What a name. (laughs) I know. Goodness. It is the successor to Jet Set, yeah. Team Reptile. Interesting. Same same audio music composed by Jet Set Radio Guy. Okay, yeah, because sometimes they, like, grab, like, you know, like, the Castlevania, the guy who made Castlevania, like, made Bloodstained, which is Bloodstained. So sometimes it's, like, Sea of Stars is getting the Contra composer. Yeah, Sea of Stars has Chrono Trigger's composer. Or Chrono Trigger, sorry. Also, Chrono Trigger, was I messed that up. No, it's just Chrono Trigger. What'd you say? I said Contra. I think I'm right. No, it's Kona. Yeah, no, it's two different games. <laughs> Completely different games. I mean, he old might game have, for old people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So nothing else from GDC. Jump out of you, Haley. Would go back. Uh, I would definitely <laughs> go back. It. I would just listen to people and not go crazy on Monday. Like I was at the show floor from like seven to six thirty or something on oh, Monday, yeah. like constantly walking, and I didn't like the first day. I wore my cool shoes, not my good yes. shoes that I should have worn, so I regretted it. I wear Band-aids. my boots every convention. It's yeah. a fresh pair of Burks that just sinks in by the end of the week. Yeah, I should have just worn my sneakers. I'll, like That's what I ended up doing the rest of the time. It's just my sneakers, but it was super awesome. fun. I loved it. Good. Uh, for myself, I've been playing 
Path of Titans, which I just wanted to highlight because it's the game I'm working on now. It's a dinosaur MMO from Alderaan Games, also in Australia. Awesome. Working via Joy Drop Co. Development is there, uh, is there trophies yet? No, it's in early right. access, Steve. All right, let me know. Let me know. I'll, I will. I'll, I will. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're doing a we're doing a big big test this week, so I was playing a lot, a lot. Well, I'm playing a lot every week for QA, but yeah intimately i don't play mmos either so it's been really interesting to play an mmo as someone who's generally avoided mmos his whole life and just try to understand them and there and is the most popular game i've ever worked on already so like seeing people play a game you're working on is really cool um and i noticed hailing the corner there's that an overwatch poster yes <laughs> do you play overwatch 2 by chance soldier 76. oh yeah there he is oh, there soldier himself i love i love overwatch um i played yes. overwatch since it launched into like the first day of 2016. wow we should so play overwatch sometime if you're down i'd love to i like i'm yes. literally like my partner stopped playing like, like no. Overwatch 2 came out and he got back on it for a bit and then now he's off of it i'm like play overwatch with me and he's like playing he likes uh narratives like first like single player games more than multiplayer games just fair enough but um i love overwatch and i used to be kind of like my beat when i was still in journalism like i you Mm. know how you kind of just hyper focus on a specific community and then you just know everything so it's easy to write guides Mm. in two seconds that's kind of what i focused on like overwatch league i would cover overwatch league for a few years and now i don't know all the players names but i used to know all the players (laughs) names and who made who and all that kind of stuff but yeah i'd love to play overwatch i play it pretty much every day it's like my after work Same. decompression yeah. game or during lunch sometimes Shed yeah it to sneak in a game. <laughs> as long as i don't awesome. have like anyone on steam who would rat me out to playing that during lunch <laughs> it's fine no everyone's cool <laughs> i guess we should round up the show then talking about the big game steve and i've been playing i don't know if you got the resident evil 4 remake Haley. did you yeah. yeah yeah all right we've all got resident evil 4 have we all been playing it yeah i mean i played the first game only last like i played resident Evil 4 like the original game last mm. year was the first time i played it i've never so, played it like the remake's my first time in that's fine because so then i played it at launch so like we're kind of all three <laughs> different. <laughs> oh that's cool so it's like a like a timeline of when we played it um but i played it because my partner made me for like a show we did where like we each would make each other play a game that we loved mm. and then the other because we have very different tastes in games and you're so still was, together that's and beautiful. we're still together so I, I would make him play really easy i made him play night in the woods super oh, mario sunshine make make you let him play <laughs> night in the woods uh, yeah he, he didn't even really finish it i don't think um but i finished all the games he made me play but uh i went into resident evil 4 and not really liking it and by the end of it i loved it like mm. it it grows on you it's such a good game like mm-hmm. i can't deny it it's so it's just a it's like the most gamey game does that make gamey sense game. it does it's, just, it's, like, it's like, like the demolition man of video games yeah exactly and it knows exactly what's fun and like the level design's so good and so different for every area yes but it's fun that it's just really pretty to look at now like it's what like everyone always says they thought it looked like as a kid yes yeah i cannot get out of the first area like like not the first area like the village it's funny because i was like oh i just played a resident evil village a little (laughs) but no the chainsaw guy gets i cannot figure it out i'm gonna look up a guy now he didn't used to be that op you don't have to like defeat them all you just have to survive right i know but like so i've watched gdq like super speed runs and like i watched a buddy play a little bit of it did he always be able to in that building right next to the church pull the platform down that you can climb up the ladder to could he always do that um it eventually like crashes in the original one like if you you can't hide up there yeah okay like there isn't really a space to hide you're supposed to just kind of run 
or whatever. Like, right. I can run. Um, well, I'm panicked and I'm having a great time. <laughs> it's kind of cool that you can like parry with your shitty little knife. Like, it's yes, the chainsaw that, was, that wasn't in the original. Like, you if you got you with the chainsaw, you're just like done. Um, Resident Evil is so anime. It's so anime. It is yeah. anime. It's like a B, like it's it's always been like a B style movie of just like ridiculousness. Like Resident Evil 4 be. especially. Like Steven Yule, like there's a character, I don't I wonder what, how they'll do it in remake, but there's a okay. character in 4 that is essentially just Napoleon. Like yeah. yes. Um, yes. I'm, I'm I love when games do that. I love when games do like Metal Metal Gear Rising Revengeance just did the president, like or whatever senator. Super buff. Oh, he's yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> he's showing up on TikTok Napoleon. so much right now. Yeah, because of all, all the TikTok hearings. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, where's your source? I made it the fuck up. Um, <laughs> I have seen no evidence that the Chinese government has access to that data. They have never asked us. We have not provided. Well, you know what? I've asked that, that I find that actually preposterous. Nice argument, Senator. Why don't you back it up with a source? My source is that I made it the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Resident Evil 4 is... So I'm, I got past all... like I'm, The first time you meet the merchant, basically. So okay. it's, I'm not very far. I'm playing on hardcore. And what I that's really, the highest hardcore, of three. Wow. The, yeah, that's that's the one, like it's the highest one, like at the or the hardest one, like that you get from starting the mm. game. And what I always love about these games, Resident Evil Two, Three, and and Four Remake, is that they it is just like how I remember playing it, and they they change the stuff up, but still like have um they, the level design is like pretty much identical, but there's like little things. One example is there's uh, after that fight. There's an area, and in the OG game, there was this well, and uh, like a piece of like a, a cover for the well, and a stick holding it up, and then mm-hmm. a, uh, like a like a necklace String. hanging. So oh, okay. if you shot the necklace first, it would go into the well and get dirty and be useless. So you had to shoot the the piece of wood to to cover up the well, and then shoot the thing so that it falls onto the wood, and and you can sell it. Right. They have that exact well and that exact setup in the new game. But it's not interactable. It's just there. And now uh-huh. what happens is there's this windmill, like just kind of further. And there was a windmill in the original too. And it has the necklace. And you have to shoot it at a specific time or else it falls into the well. So there's still like callbacks to the original. And like as someone who played it when he was like 17 years old, yes. like I'm just smiling the whole time. And it was the same way with Resident Evil 2 Remake where all these things, it's just like I remember playing it as like a 10-year-old. Like yeah. Like they just adapt what they had in the original game, and they just adapt it to like the modern like graphics, tech. modern audience, yes. audiences, modern tech, and they they fucking nail it at the park every single like it's just for the first hour in it's just like this is amazing. This is such an incredible game. It's like it's like they really just played through the original game, and then they're just like make you know they better. just they just like drag it into like a, the folder that's like make better. Like it's just like. <laughs> So Steve, it's, Steve, I gotta, I gotta ask you, as a sports head and an RE ed, we're looking at this team and this franchise, and they're on three champions. They're like, boom, home run, boom, home run, yeah. boom, home run. Resident Evil Four, biggest launch out of all of them, broke all the Steam records. It's by far oh, the it? biggest remake they've ever done. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, broke all the records immediately. Uh, how do they keep this up? Because the next ones are five and six, which I know. are very I hope dicey. They do, historically. I hope they do zero and Code Veronica because Code Veronica mm. now is like the quote unquote oldest looking yes. one. Mm. Um, it's from Dreamcast in 1990 or 2000. And I hope like Code Veronica is awesome. It's such a good game. Like I hope they kind of 
do it up. And I think there's even like a fan like remake of it. Um, and they got to fix some of the things because there's like you can soft block yourself in that game. Like there's parts where if you don't have enough stuff, you're like you're done. Anytime you have items that can stay places geographically, you soft block your game. Yeah, like you like there's. Like, if you use too much ammo for, like, certain fights and stuff, and there's even, like, a part, like, I got stuck in this when I played in high school. There's a part very late in the game where if you don't have enough healing items, like, you can't beat it because it's a monster huh. chasing you, and you need, like, at least you two take healing damage, items. Yeah. Guaranteed. And yeah. there's no way to dodge. There's nothing. So if you don't have enough, like, you're screwed, and I had to restart. But, um, Steve, that's what you, I think, like, I still, I don't know the series as well or the community as well as you, but that feels like what Steve wants, and I feel like what Capcom wants is the next one with a number at the end that just says I know. evil, and that's five. <laughs> the thing or is, like, I personally want one, because I, like, a, an RE234 style remake of one. People want one. Really people want yeah. one, because it's so iconic. That mansion, the tyrant, the original tyrant, Wesker, all that stuff. With, with new. Isn't that yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I want sandwich. it remade. The master of unlocking. Yeah. I want it remade with the same actors who did the FMV in 2025. Like, That'd I want sick. old. Oh, no, old, I'm sure they're. The well, the original actor for Leon in Resident Evil 2 has passed away. So I'm, oh, I well, assume that nah. those people are, are might not be around. By then, um, it'll all just be holograms anyway. Yeah. Resident Evil 0, I like. I think they should do as well because it was just that was like one of the first games I remember playing where someone controls for you like a like a computer controls for you and uses up mm. shit and can be really annoying and like <laughs> there's just been advances in in that sort of kind of stuff where like mm -hmm. you can have a smarter character with you a um, better co-op experience yeah and like Resident Evil Two or Resident Evil Zero as well just like it has a lot of annoyances that I wish they could redo and just fix up. I don't know what they do. I, I honestly, like, they've been banging out of the park for the last, like, five, six years with, like, the remix and then, like, and the, the new versions. ones. Like, like I the love Resident Evil 8 so much. Yeah, Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil 8 are, like, really good games. And the DLC eight. for 8 was awesome. So, like, mm. I don't know what they'll do with Resident Evil 9. The world, the, like, story in the world is, like, so weird. The intro to Resident Evil 4 remake is really interesting, too, because they give some backstory to Leon which mm. they don't do in the OG version. Like the OG version just starts with him, like, you know, with his fist on in the his helicopter. Head. Uh, no, like in the car, like with the cops, oh, okay. just like yeah, yeah. dazing. There's like a little intro that says like in 1999, like raccoon city got nuked, blah, blah, blah. Um, Boy, howdy did it. <laughs> but they don't show Leon being like him doing his little thing where he's like, oh, I, after the thing, I met the president and then I became mm. this like badass. Dude, you sent me. They they already have Joe Biden in RE4 giving him the the mission. It's that was awesome. Good. Yeah, so he does. So he didn't speak Spanish in the original one because in in the original game, he um they speak Spanish to you and they say things like "I'm behind you." And as the game progresses, it's probably not really a spoiler, but like as the game progresses, they're the virus that's affecting them is like gets more chaotic and their speech, their Spanish speech, like deteriorates. Huh. And so, but like Leon doesn't speak, he doesn't like when he spoke Spanish to the like that first person, I like lost my mind. I was like, oh my god, he <laughs> learned Spanish? Like, what? That's crazy. So, there's like all these little things, like, just get it's like if you played out. Last of Us and Ellie knew how to swim from the get go, you'd be like, what's going on? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I think I, they made him speak Spanish because it kind of seems less bad that he's immediately resulting to violence if someone's yeah. speaking Spanish. Because <laughs> before it was like he just doesn't speak Spanish and shoots someone? <laughs> Question mark. But if he knows Spanish, at least he knows what they're saying and can figure out that they're actually infected with something or whatever. Yeah, mm. I really have to go, so okay. I don't mean to. Yeah, no to, stress. 
But uh, Resident Evil 4 is fucking incredible. That's it for episode 228 of the com podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us keep doing this, you can do it over at patreon.com slash Canadian Game Devs. Back us there for Discord perks, two-day early access to this show. And at the $5 tier or higher, we would like to personally thank you at the end of every episode. So thank you so much to Aaron McLeod, David Nagy, Dugsy, Eleanor, Elizabeth Avery, Jean Legat, Kai Hutchins, Meowth Leon, Nicholas A. Zorko. Drop us a review if you can. Follow us on Twitter at CanadaGameDevs. CanadaGameDevs.com for everything else. Haley, thank you so much for joining us. Where would you like people to follow you online if you want them to? Yes, you can follow me at Halifax on Twitter. That's kind of my main social. Great handle. Just, yeah, right? Because Halifax. Halifax. You would I, oh, understand yeah, yeah, I why I chose that. Everyone always asks why is that. And I'm like, I'm from a place called Halifax that no one mm. knows about. I had to explain where Nova Scotia was 8,000 times at GDC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one knows where our province is. <laughs> it's really? New Scotland. Yeah. They, I say, I'm from Nova Scotia. <laughs> They're like, Europe? And I'm like, no, <laughs> Canada. We're right above you, you guys. Like, how do you think Canada never via learned. Europe? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do you know where Maine is? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, above Maine. Like, that's why I had to say that. Like, Boston's our sister city. Yeah, literally. Like, come on. We yeah, show Christmas trees. Bo- we're so Boston cute. And, and Nova Scotia are like BFFs, Halifax. We're tight. And Boston BFFs. There are so many Boston sports fans here. It's insane. I told True. you the reason, right? Like, we've discussed this numerous times. There's a reason yeah, c- for it. Well, a, we're in the Boston like TV market, and B, because they sent us all the support after the explosion. Halifax. The Titanic. Halifax explosion, yeah. yeah so, that's yeah. why we sent our Christmas tree over to them, and they put it in yep. their square. Yeah, Aww. it's it's because the Halifax explosion. They sent the like the the care and support and all that stuff. Like, so that was like nineteen fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, or the like last yeah. time uh, Boston was nice to anyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Boston is a terrible, <laughs> terrible people, terrible city. <laughs> Terrible All right, teams. before we get Haley any more libel uh, notches <laughs> under her belt, link to her Twitter at the top of the show notes. Uh, follow Steve and I, also linked in the show notes. And that's it. Thank you, everyone. Have a great week. We love you, except if you're from Boston. Goodbye. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum. Bum, bum. <clears throat> trying to oh, find the right. uh, Lunark achievements, but anyways, aside. You got time. You got, they got time to post. That's okay. Steve is also, <clears throat> uh, this is an explicit podcast, Haley, so forgive me for saying Steve's kind of what we call a trophy whore. He's a very big <laughs> fan of the digital JPEG that that populates your PlayStation profile. The oh. serotonin you get when they pop. No, yes. it's it's beautiful. It's, it's great. It's be- it's, the, it's such a great feeling. <laughs> So...